Uh, all right, let me talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Whoever said taking care of dogs is easy probably wasn't doing a very good job. Yes, Cheyenne, I am talking about you who keep saying, I want a puppy and I'll take care of it. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because it's not easy. Anyway, you really need to pay attention to your dog's diet. And if you're feel, if feeding them dry kibble food in particular, the sad truth is you're not giving them everything that they need. Um, this is why Dr. Dennis Black set out to solve the problem. And he came up with a supplement that you can sprinkle on anything your dog is eating and turn it into a healthy meal. The dog loves it. My dog loves it. You can get a sample bog, uh, uh, bag for your dog to try out. You can get it for free. You just play, pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's roughgreens.com slash back. 833-GLEN-33. All right. The radio program begins in a minute, and we've got quite a show for you. behind my cardboard microphone welcome to the friday broadcast of the glenn beck program this is a great show well i shouldn't say this is there's a great friday show out there someplace it's not this podcast i mean we're just gonna wing it today kind of coast a little bit uh we got about an hour and 20 minutes of just unbelievable entertainment and information jam-packed into this three-hour podcast so uh so hang tight. It's Friday. Some great stuff coming your way. It uh, never comes at a good time, but today is the absolute worst. This morning, all you could think about was your vacation that you've been saving up for. How good it was going to be to feel the sand between your toes on some beautiful beach. Now you're sitting on the side of the road waiting for the tow truck to show up, wondering what this repair is going to cost you and are you ever going to... Could somebody just throw sand at you maybe this uh, this summer? Car Shield. If you have Car Shield, you're not thinking that. Car Shield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget, and uh, you'll want them when those costly repairs are uh, are happening right before your vacation. Car Shield. Go there now. Find a uh, a protection plan that will fit your budget and always be prepared for the unexpected. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Make sure you go to the slash Beck and you'll get all of the discounts. Uh, 20% saved on your plan right now. Or you can call them at 800-227-6100. That's 800-227-6100. Or carshield.com slash Beck. Oh, my goodness. Hello and uh, welcome 
to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a lot uh, to do today. I'm going to show you some things from this week from a couple of hearings that I just, I mean, I cheered. We are actually starting to find a spine in this country. And that is so great. So great. However, we have to do more than cheer and yell at people. <laughs> and when I say yell at people, I'm going to play some things where it was insane. Well, you know, let me start here. Let me just start with this because you'll understand how good it feels. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, cut eight with Senator Hawley talking to uh, the uh, person that is, is going to be the our national archivist. Now, remember, the National Archives should just be somebody collecting all of the stuff and preserving it. Okay? I don't want a political ideologue. I don't even... I don't... I, shh. I want somebody that nobody even cares to meet. Okay? It's like, yeah, you're going to have to meet the archivist just to, you know, get that paper. And, oh, they're so boring. Uh, but just tolerate it because the uh, stuff in the vault is really cool. Okay, that's who I want. But that's not who we're getting. Remember, the National Archives are now saying this document here is very triggering. Yes, if you're King George the Third, it shouldn't be triggering to you now. But I don't know. The National Archives, it's kind of dicey. So who do we have? We have somebody who is a lefty. And on the second uh, hearing in the Senate, uh, she was kind of caught in a little trap. Because on her first one, they had some uh, tweets from her that were like, you know who I just hate? All Republicans. I mean, just crazy stuff that she tweeted out. And so she made her uh, Twitter feed private the day before she went to uh, uh, to the hearing. And they only had a couple of her tweets and they were going to use them, um, but they only had a couple of them that they had printed off because she left it all open. And then the night before, she closes it down so they don't have everything. So Holly asks her, can you, def can you tell me what's, What's on your tweets? I mean, you closed it down. We have two of them here. What's on your tweets? And she was under oath. Well, she was back. And I would just like to say, Senator Hawley, I, I mean, whatever you need, whatever you need. I mean, if you need my wife to make you some lasagna, bring it over. I'll personally put it on the fork and feed it to you if that's what makes you happy. This exchange made me very happy. Dr. Shogun, when you were here last year, a number of senators asked you, including me, a series of questions about articles you'd written, public statements you had made on social media that were, I have to say, pretty grossly partisan, and I thought offensive, and you and I went back and forth about it. After that, a number of us asked you questions for the record relating to these statements. I want to follow up on one of them. I, in particular, asked you to give us a full accounting of the public posts that you had made on Twitter. You had locked your Twitter account before you came before this committee. It had been previously been public. I asked you to provide the, the public posts that had previously been available on Twitter because the ones that we have were pretty disturbing. You responded as follows, and I quote, 
My personal Twitter account is comprised of posts about my mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your Twitter posts then that I was asking you about. On February 18th, 2022, you posted on Twitter bemoaning the dropping of mask requirements for children, including those under the age of five. Do you remember that post? No, Senator. That, those tweets were in my personal capacity. Uh, no, 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 no. I asked you, <laughs> would you give all public posts that you had made on Twitter? Mm -hmm. You said no, effectively, and you said that your Twitter posts consisted of mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. And you just told me now under oath that you stood by that. So now let's talk about your Twitter posts. On February 18th, 2022, you posted bemoaning the fact that mask requirements for children under the age of five, one of whom I happen to have, by the way, have been dropped. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams? My social media is in my personal capacity. Answer Senator. my question, please, because you've testified under oath that you only posted about your dog and sports teams and novels, and you also said you wouldn't give this committee any of your public posts. So... Is your post on February 18th, 2022, bemoaning the lifting of mask requirements for children under the age of five, who I might just ask all of the data has said is extremely harmful to children, these mask requirements. We'll leave that aside for now. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams? Yes or no? My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. Yes or no, Ms. Shogan. You are under oath before this committee. And I have to say, you have placed this issue squarely in record by repeatedly refusing to answer. Yes or no? I love you. My personal, my social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. So you're not answering my question. Let's talk about another post. 26th of May, 2022. You talk about an assault weapons ban, retweet a post, ban assault weapons now. Say you agree with this idea that uh, you have to be a certain age to buy so-called assault weapons in America. Is that a post about sports teams or your dog or mystery novels? My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. And I have to say, I have been here for four years in the Senate. I have never seen a witness stonewall like this before. Never. And I've seen a lot. This is extraordinary. I mean, this is unbelievable. And you want to be the archivist of the United States. You lied to us under oath. You lied to us in your QFRs. You just lied to me a second ago under oath. And now you're sitting here stonewalling, not answering questions about public posts that you've made. Dr. Shogun, I'm going to ask you again, will you give to this committee your public posts on Twitter? Will you make them available to this My committee? social media is in my personal capacity. Mr. Chairman, I have to tell you, this is the most extraordinary thing I have seen in my brief time in the Senate. I have never seen a witness blatantly lie under oath like Dr. Shogun has just done to this committee, stonewalled this committee, and just repeatedly refused to answer my questions about her own posts that are in public. For these reasons, I will oppose your nomination, and I strongly, strongly urge this committee to take action on this and force this witness uh, to, to own up to the fact that she is, <sighs> she is misleading us right now before our eyes, Mr. Sharp. I mean, don't you love him? Now, here's the thing I want to point out. That was a shortened version. The, the, the long version is like eight minutes, and it is so satisfying. It is so satisfying. He's the first person that I have heard. I shouldn't say that. There's a, uh, this has been a good week for this kind of stuff. Uh, that, have, that are actually holding people's feet 
to the fire. Now, it makes no difference if it's all just words. And let me tell you why. There is a great McIntyre opinion piece on The Blaze today. Media acceptance of the lab leak theory is the turning of the COVID ratchet. This is the, this is the most important uh, uh, opinion piece that I have read on why the COVID leak is coming out and what does it all mean. They, he, he writes, um, if you thought this monumental collapse of credibility, this sudden implosion of certainty of the science would give the media moments hesitation, you were sadly mistaken. The progressive chattering class spent their days forcing the American public to pretend that men could become women at cultural gunpoint. Science was never the lodestone of truth. They are not undergoing some sort of dramatic uh, crisis here. While some would expect a little more coordination between the regime and its media arm to create a smoother narrative transition, this trailing uh, uh, dialectic serves its own purpose. Our ruling elite secure pa- uh, power through constant invocation of the state of exception in theory we live in a democracy where the power of the government is constrained through the structure of the constitution and the will of the people in practice however both limiting factors can be removed in the case of an emergency a cunning leader knows that power once granted is rarely returned and it is very difficult for the public to hold anyone accountable after the fact When an emergency presents the opportunity to achieve power under the state of exception, it is always best to manufacture the narrative to secure that power as quickly as possible and then make the adjustments later after the power is firmly in hand. The pandemic allowed for the creation of an indefinite state of exception during which the regime could lock down its political opponents, unleash its own supporters to punish those who opposed them. Churches, gyms were shuttered, abortion clinics, Walmarts were deemed essential. Uh, leftist corporate allies like Amazon required near, acquired near monopoly on, Cong- uh, on commerce, while their local retail co- competition was driven into bankruptcy. Trump supporters were forced to attend uh, the funerals of their loved ones on Zoom, while Joe Biden voters drank champagne in the streets to celebrate his election. Politics, after all, is about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. Um, he goes on to uh, Trump and The View, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what we are now observing is the process by which our ruling elite consolidate the power they gained while reconciling their narrative to something that more closely resembles reality. Bit by bit, the powers have had to admit the truth behind most of the conspiracy theories that they so violently attacked. This, so, this slow drip of truth is not some admission of failure or culpability. It is instead designed to turn the political ratchet. Conservatives and COVID skeptics get to feel vindicated. We have a moment of, aha, I told you so. Yet nothing changes. The power isn't taken back. No one serves a punishment for the crime. 
We must understand that what Holly just did there is so satisfying. What Ted Cruz and Holly did uh, this week to uh, Merrick Garland is just, I mean, it was almost, I mean, you could rate that as a porn. We should go through that at some it point. It was so good. It was so good. Um, Hauk uh, incident. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll play this. We'll play a cut if you, if, you, if you haven't heard it yet. But it was so good. But it means nothing without teeth. They try. Um, uh, who was it? I want to say it was Biggs. Was it the Biggs Amendment that was trying to go after Mayorkas? And all of the Republicans have all said, this is out of control. This is crazy. Well, there are two bills to impeach him in a Republican House, and they are a long way from getting anybody to sign on. There's like 41 sponsors. That's it. Wait, excuse me? Someone must pay the price for what is happening in our society or nothing changes. You can feel vindicated. You can feel good. You can yell at people, but it doesn't change anything. That woman should not be in the as the archivist for multiple reasons, but she should pay some price for lying under oath. They're all doing it. If they don't punish those people, why would you care? Why would you care? What meaning does your testimony even have? Back in 60 seconds, first, relief factor. When was it that you lost the battle? When did you go from somebody who hoped you weren't going to wake up every morning and face a, a, a day of pain every day to somebody who just went, this is the way my life is going to be? What would you give not to feel that way anymore? Would it be worth $20? I used to live with terrible pain as well. Uh, I love to write, handwrite. I'm always asking for a pencil and paper here. Um, people who are under 30 are like, what are you, what is that? But anyway, I got to a point where I couldn't even button my own shirt. Um, I, th- I got to the point where I thought I lost the battle, and that was the way my life was going to be for the rest of my life, and I hated it. And then I tried Relief Factor, and I am not that guy. Take, take your life back. For $20, you have a 70% chance of that happening. You have 70% chance, 70% of the people who try it for a trial, try it for three weeks. If it's not relieving your pain, stop taking it because it probably won't. 70% of the people go on to order more. It's worth the shot. Grab your life back. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Do we have that uh, clip from uh, Ted Cruz from yesterday? Let's play that. It is so good. I sent 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. 
The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the justices. So the answer is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's our number one priority. They have Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute, yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, and what we have done is defended the lives of the justices with so over how do 70 you decide, U.S. Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the, the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? The United States Marshals know that they have full okay, you, I recognize you want to give a separate speech. No, I don't want to How give a, do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? The marshals on scene make that determination no, in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination and you spent 20 years as a judge and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives. And you did nothing to prosecute it. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the I question. I am answering okay, pause the question. Here. <laughs> this, is, this is an amazing thing. This is about what have you done to anybody who is threatening the judges uh, because of the Roe versus Wade case? What, what, what have you done? What have you done? Have you, have you I- invoked the statute that says anyone who is trying to intimidate judges Here's the penalty. He hasn't. He hasn't. And he keeps saying, and he did this with the other case as well. He keeps saying, well, well, the, the marshals or, or the FBI, they, they decide. No, no, you decide. They arrest. You decide. So have they arrested? If not, how come they haven't arrested? You know, I love this thing that he did with the abortion clinics where he was talking about the abortion clinics and, you know, why he didn't uh, uh, why he why he's, you know, arrested like 40 people on the right and one on the left. When you have Jane's revenge and everything else, you know what his excuse was? We haven't found those people. They did it at night. Oh, they did it oh, in under arrest people at night. Right. And when it's I mean, dark, you're never going to find a criminal right. He's when it's like, dark. It's dark at night. Yeah. We, we didn't have cameras, so we don't know who did it. People are asleep. Are we really <laughs> expected to believe that the FBI <laughs> can't solve crimes that were committed at <laughs> night? Good heavens. These are lies. They are lies. And these people must be held responsible. Ted Cruz, I love you for that. Now, what are we going to do about it? The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, Our sponsor uh, this hour is Tunnel to Towers. And Tunnel to Towers is... Uh, just an exceptional uh, charity. I'm I'm so proud to represent them. Um, they are taking care of first responders that maybe are shot or firemen that are killed on duty. If there's a family member uh, uh, that remains, the kids and everything else, and there's a mortgage, they take care of that mortgage. And I know this. Because in Connecticut, there was a police officer that was shot that I found out later my wife was directly related to. And uh, she found out on Facebook that Tunnel to Towers had taken care of their mortgage like within a week. 
to make sure the family didn't have to deal with the fear of what do we do now? This is a great organization. T2T.org. TunnelToTowers.org. Help America's heroes and their families donate $11 a month. T, the number 2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and get subscribed. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Hello, America. It is Friday. All right. Here's let me wrap up what we've been talking about in the last uh, last 20 minutes or so. And that is it's been a good week. It's been a very good week. People are starting to admit that. Oh, yeah, it looks like it might have come from a lab. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, they're starting to admit, looks like Fauci was giving money to EcoHealth. Now there's a story out today, something that we told you and had the documentation two years ago when we did the special on COVID, that it uh, it looks like, I'm going to tell you the truth, the truth is Fauci shut down the the important people that were saying, hey, wait a minute, I think this came from a lab. There's no other way to explain it. We now know one of the guys changed his opinion with one phone call and then got $25 million of funding from uh, Fauci. Huh, wonder what that was. That's great. Yeah, what a, wonder what that was. Uh, it's shocking. Okay. We, don't, we don't know the details of the phone call. All right. We just know the yeah. before and the after. Yeah. And it must have been an amazing, amazing call. Amazing Better call. than a 1-900 number. Probably mm-hmm. the perfect phone call. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the, here's the thing. All of this makes you feel good, but it means nothing if there isn't a roadblock to the next time. Okay, and that's twofold. Our states must be passing legislation to stop all of this from happening again. There needs to be a Supreme Court case that stops the government from having the power to do this again. And Fauci, Mayorkas, the National Archives lady we just played, all of these people need to go to jail or whatever the punishment is supposed to be for lying under oath in a congressional hearing. If that doesn't happen, then everyone will lie. Did we not learn this before? Everyone will lie. It must mean something when you raise your hand and take an oath. And, and here's what, there is a great, great uh, article or op-ed piece from Margaret Anna Alice. I have not read her before, but I'm telling you, just from this piece, and then I started linking around into other pieces that she's written, I love her. Listen to this. I get it. 
You don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. You don't want to be tarred an anti-vaxxer, a science denier, a far right-wing extremist. After all, you have your reputation to protect, so you tiptoe around it. You just don't go there. And the philanthropaths, which is a great word, philanthropaths, the tyrants, the big liars, uh, the enablers continue to profit. They continue to conspire. They continue to torture. They continue to slaughter. But if you turn around and quote them, you're the dangerous, crazy one. If you ask what's causing the sudden deaths and injuries that began surging in 2021 in hopes of preventing future tragedies, you're morally reprehensible. And mocking the anti-vaxxers' COVID deaths, well, that may be necessary. If you call genocide genocide, you are the enemy, the misinformation spreader, the anti-Semite. If you dare point out that never again is already happening, you get inquisitioned, even though Holocaust survivors and their relatives agree with you. If you call out governments for, for, for practicing authoritarianism or totalitarianism and enacting policies that cause lethal collateral damage, you are the granny killer. If you challenge people to face the livid, electrifying grief of those who have lost loved ones to financially incentivized hospicide, you are making them uncomfortable. You know you're living in a world of lies when a mob is more enraged at the whistleblower revealing the deceptions, the corruptions, the murder than they are at the lying liars, the corrupt corruptors, the murdering murderers themselves. Indeed, they trip over themselves racing to defend their narcissistic, narcissistic abusers. As Edward Snowden said, when exposing a crime is treated as committing a crime, you are being ruled by criminals. But guess what? Once they start calling you all of those hideous names, you realize that that's no more than magicians smoke and that they are no more than magicians smoke. You gradually start to give fewer and fewer craps about any of it. <laughs> uh, you know you've hit zero when you feel the exhilarating liberation that comes from shouting the unfettered truth. And I got to tell you, it, it is the most liberating thing to no longer give a flying crap. I don't care. Sticks and stones, call me whatever you want. And standing fully in the truth, having nothing to fear because you're not living a lie. And if you are, you should stop and correct that and clean it up and apologize for it. But there is nothing. She said, that's the words can never hurt you stage. You become untouchable. You start collecting libels like purple hearts. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, and I have said to others, 
Yeah, you know, so-and-so said this about you. I wear that as a badge of honor. The more scars you can count, the more evidence of your efficacy, your threat to those who are trying to destroy. That's when you can truly live and live by truth, not by lies. If enough of us stand up and do that, we can hold the perpetrators accountable. We can present the unalterated evidence of their crimes. We can find justice or die trying like the members of the White Rose whose piercing words still ring out nearly a century later. We will not keep silence. We are your guilty conscience. She writes, so I'm going to tell you a secret. Stick it out long enough. And that tarnished reputation turns to burnished gold. Because when you are slandered by the propagandist, that means you're the good guy. You're the good guy, even though the hypnotized public believes the opposite. In an upside-down world, persisting in seeing things right-side-up, despite the incessant, relentless, relentless, never-ending gaslighting, means you have valiantly guarded your most precious possessions, your integrity, and your sanity. E.E. Cummings wrote, To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everyone else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. Once you're living in alignment with your values and the truth, you will find the deepest joy fathomable. And when COVID criminals have been found guilty, when all of their spells dissolve, when their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew, people will gradually awaken from their coma and recognize you for the hero that you have been. Or not. Because most people will be too ashamed to admit that they were conned. To realize that they were the ones that were shielding and helping the fascist tyrants. And attacked all those that tried to rescue them. Few find that courageous humility within themselves to acknowledge their complicity in totalitarianism. And so they will swath themselves in soothing denial and lash out at anyone who tries to puncture it. But you will keep trying anyway, because that's what truth tellers do. That's what people who actually care about their fellow man and saving others actually do. That's what people of integrity do. Whether or not anybody ever notices, ever recognizes it. You know in your heart what is true, and you speak it, and no one will ever be able to shut you up again. Even if they kill you, your bravery will outlive you. Your words remain like candles, lighting the path for future truth droppers, and you will be at peace in life and beyond. 
And let me add this. I testify to you that that is true because on the wall in my dressing room, I have a huge poster of a man who in many ways thought he lost his cause but saved his soul. And his words, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us blameless. I have those words and I look at them every single moment. That guy was killed. But his words, like candles, light my path every day. Be that man or woman. Back in a minute. I want you to consider switching your phone service to Patriot Mobile today, right here and right now. This is an easy thing to do. You're living in denial. You're living with a lie. If you think that your money going to pay for that cell phone service doesn't mean anything. Every single dollar we spend means something. And a lot of times, like try to get away from Coca-Cola. Really? Are you going to get away from Coca-Cola? Do you know how much Coca-Cola owns? I mean, there's only like six food companies out there. So the times you're like, what am I going to do? Take the plunge. Leave behind that big mobile company that gives you mediocre service at a premium price. I'm sure it's terrible having to walk away from, say, Verizon, who gives money to Planned Parenthood. I'm sure it's an awful idea to, you know, do business with a U.S.-based customer service team a Christian conservative wireless provider that is standing with you at school board meetings. That's Patriot Mobile. You have a clear choice. It will save you money. It will give you great service. And you're not living a lie telling yourself that your money doesn't matter when you give it to Verizon. It does. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call them at 878 Patriot now. The Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, I got to tell you, some weird, weird friends are uh, being made. I I don't think I could ever be friends with Tim Robbins. (laughs) Nor would he ever be friends with you. Oh, yeah. No, he wouldn't. Um, But uh, he is coming out and Woody Harrelson did it on Sunday. And it's, you know, it's a little late, guys. But welcome (laughs) to the party. Welcome to the party. Sincerely. where they are saying, you know, this can't happen again. This what happened with COVID was a sham. It it was filled with lies and uh, it can't happen again. Boy, that puts me in an uncomfortable place to say, Tim, I guess it's hard to say. Tim Robbins is right. Well, I, look, everybody can make points that are right. That doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be friends with them. But that, but yeah. you can unite on the fact that this one should be obvious to humanity. See, but that's the key here 
if we can unite with people. This is what we used to do. Okay, we used to say, I disagree with you, but I'll fight for your right to say that. Okay, that was we both believed in the Bill of Rights. Okay, and so there was something bigger than the policy. Right. And that, I think, is what's important here. Uh, I may not agree with him on other policies, but right now, at least, we both agree that men, individuals are sovereign. That should be something that's obvious to everyone all the time. Yeah, but not necessarily but is. It is it, but isn't often. And uh, it's great to see. I mean, it's great to see people who aren't our profile talking about this stuff. Yes. I mean, I, I, I obviously like I don't agree with a lot of these people on a lot of things, but you you don't win these issues by everybody on the right coming together and agreeing on them. You have to take. You have to get other people to the to the to our side, and and it's good to see that some people on the left are starting to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those things that now, given the space of time, to people who aren't ideologically motivated, because that was my motivation. The reason I of, uh, opposed mandates throughout this entire process was not necessarily because I understood the virus at every detail in, in April of 2020. It was because freedom is an important moral value that exceeds the opinion of Dr. Fauci. Yes. And it always will. And it always, even if all the people are wrong and they walk outside and, and breathe in and die, it will be their opportunity to do it. Right. And that ideological bent is what led me to that early on. And I think you and a lot of people in this audience, that's not what led Tim Robbins to it. Tim Robbins is like, wait a minute, that was screwed up. (laughs) You don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I think you're right, but we don't know (laughs) that. The Glenn Beck Program.